you're listening to What's in the Box, the Xbox gaming podcast where we discuss news, reviews, theories, and conspiracies. I'm your co-host, Josh Hutton, and I'm joined by the man you know as Pissfoot, Kyle Sandin. Well, I don't quite know about Pissfoot, but I think there were names exchanged in the last podcast that were much more preferable and relatable. Yeah, yeah. That was a very specific nickname for you in high school. We'll get back to it. And the other co-host today, we have a special, wonderful featured guest. And with any luck, uh, we'll seduce him and make him a regular on the show. We have Hunter Sealock. Oh. Yeah, use his actual name, why don't you? <laughs> I'm susceptible. Did I not circle back and say Kyle? <laughs> uh, <just> say <laughs> no, I think I think you might have left it out. Why don't we if spend five more minutes talking about it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am that petty. We will use five minutes of this podcast oh, God. to dive Hunter, into start. this situation. Hunter, we're so grateful you joined us. Thank you for being Good on. Good to the be show. here. I'm very excited. Um, you're you're filling a Brooks shaped void in our hearts. Uh, Brooks has bailed on us after one episode. <laughs> <laughs> He's a shit human Shocker. being. He couldn't hack it. Um, Should so. we call him Pussfoot? <laughs> we all, nicknames are not interchangeable. It's not how it works, Kyle. You're pissed, you know. Nicknames are. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a quick note about our first episode. So, some of you, uh, I hope you listened to it, and I hope you enjoyed it. And and you may have noticed some some audio hiccups, um, some rumbling of paper, uh, the sounds of somebody playing their switch on an Xbox podcast. <laughs> and I would just like to say that Brooks, that's not on us. That's not on <laughs> us. It's a combination of Brooks and Perry, the producer. Fucking Perry, Perry. Fucking Perry screwed the whole thing up in post. Um, we don't think that'll be the case anymore. We're sorry about that. Um, and, and, and just we're going to hold ourselves to a higher degree of professionalism. And we're certainly going to put Perry's feet to the fire. So we're at uh, least going to hold Perry to a higher degree of professionalism one way or another. He got a stern talk, a higher heat of fire. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, and then aside from that, we are basically recording on microphones. We got at a, at a dollar general, which doesn't help. Dollar tree. Um, Thank you. Dollar tree. Dollar tree. I got a turtle beach. Oh God! Here, a the beach. Cadillac of headphones for Got gaming. a beach bitch in our midst. Mm-hmm. My God, I you know I actually um, stopped at Dollar General today and I had to purchase um, undergarments. It's a whole thing that involves not wanting to do my laundry, but um, I never enjoy buying underwear, and I particularly didn't want to buy it at a Dollar General. And sure. you know, you're kind of self-conscious about that sort of thing as you're checking out. Like you feel people are judging right. you for buying underwear. And this lady behind me like looked at the underwear and then looked at me and um, like, I don't know. I don't know what you're saying. You going to wear those? I, I don't fucking know what the look was, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. And I don't think much of it. I'm starting to check out and stuff. And then I kind of look back at her. She's still looking at me. 
and she's buying more tampons than I've ever seen one human being buy. I mean, it looks like she had bought an aisle of tampons. <laughs> and it seemed like an odd way to judge somebody when you got that many tampons in the car. Well, if you ask me, I think she was trying to envision you in that. And maybe get like a little vibe thing going because she was on her maybe she just Maybe she just didn't have game, bro. Maybe that was her move. Yeah. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. it was a move. It was a move. She maybe was, she yeah, was like, I, I buy you. different varieties of tampons because yeah. I'm I'm an adaptable gal. These I put in the freezer. So, I, I see you in them drawers. <laughs> see you in them drawers later on. Yeah. The, fr- mm-hmm. the freezer tampons. This is going really <laughs> sideways. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're gonna we're gonna talk news at the top of this podcast, and so I'll start us off with the big news to come out this week on Kotaku: the working conditions at Bioware during the primarily the production of Anthem. They discuss Inquisition and they talk about Andromeda as well in it, but um, the article primarily mm-hmm. deals with Anthem and. Uh, Boy, this was like some real journalism, huh? Hell yeah. yeah this, I, I haven't seen this level of journalism ever, probably, but I mainly <laughs> am following yeah. politics. So to be fair, the, the standard was pretty low <laughs> yeah, to start with, but this is an extensive article. It's very fascinating. <laughs> it was, I mean, it, it, it's extensive. It's definitely worth checking out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you're any into gaming at all, it's it's a huge deal. And like going... I mean, it goes to the very beginning when the game is in this conceptual stage and it touches all these different points in the timeline and kind of explains how different mechanics entered into the game and just like the environment that all of those developers were in. And to me, it's like the industry has really got to do something because you've had had several layoffs lately. You've had layoffs at EA, you've had layoffs at Activision, you've had... Issues of crunch with games like Red Dead 2 and uh, Fallout 76 and um, Smash Brothers, one of the main developers for that, talked about suffering for exhaustion and stuff. So you, we have this like really weird culture around all these games. And that article talks about like all these people having to take like these um, these breaks for their mental stress, health. The, these doctors like, like stress breaks. Yes, right. exactly, exactly. Um, like a week, guys ever... it's talking like a week to like a month. It's crazy. And it, like, yes. it was apparently pervasive. Like it wasn't just a few things. Like it sounds like it was pretty pervasive through the whole, the whole right. operation. Where, where are these, these places located? I say places that like the production offices that are working on that. Uh, it's Toronto and Austin. Is that right? Hunter? Alberta, oh, I believe. Oh yeah. That might, yeah. You right. see that kind of like, work our ethic in like China, Japan, or where you hear about something right. like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they typically have more of a, a culture about that, but um, culture concerning that. And so I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> do you guys think that those conditions are to blame for the, the final state of Anthem uh, on its release? Or do you think that those type of yeah. conditions can make great games? Well, it depends. I mean, the way. I mean, it depends. Some people say Bi- that's how Bioware did a lot of its games. You know, it was just it was nothing sure. but cluster from the beginning, and then all of a sudden at the end, um, it just comes together out of nowhere. You know, so it, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to tell if that's what caused that or not, or if it was just the plague of 
issues that they were having with, from lack of vision seems to be the the main, uh, at least from at least based on this article specifically. Um, it seems to be based on uh, lack of vision. You know, nobody nobody really knew what was going on. Nobody was trying to make decisions, and we're still pushed for deadlines to make something they didn't know what they were trying to make, and it just seems like it was just breaking people. You know, by the dozen, it sounds like. You know, yeah. Yeah, because you have all these high-level people that don't want to commit to something because then it comes back on them if, you know, the CEO of EA doesn't like it or something, you know what I mean? Then there's like, a, right. they have a face thing go, hey, yeah. Right. And and I, I thought it was interesting, too, the part where they're discussing, like, trying to um, basically appease Patrick Sunderland about, you know, how the game was progressing and stuff. And he played a Christmas demo of it, and that was in 2016. Hunter, am I right on that? Um, I believe that's correct. Okay. And so he I plays that's that. Correct. I, believe, I believe the initial one was in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, this is shit. They, this is not what you guys right. promised. And he hasn't come out to Dice Studios uh, because Dice created the Frostbite engine, which is talked about a ton in this as being like a huge roadblock for the folks at BioWare. Um, right. As being an, an engine that's just hard to work in and they had to create so many custom tools and stuff for, which is like both. It doesn't surprise me in a way, but at the same time, I don't think anybody makes games quite like as cinematic and like crazy as dice. Like those battlefront games, battlefield games, Mm -hmm. like they're beautifully fucking made games. I mean, like they make you think that that frostbite engine is like the cat's pajamas, but nobody else has really been able to use it aside from dice. Um, right. Well, and I'm sure it's great for for specific game types, but the, but you know what they what they were trying to do with Anthem it was it's a lot bigger than just a battlefield multi your standard FPS maps. You know what I'm saying? And so right. it, it's it sounds like they had a hammer and they were looking for a damn nail and trying to turn everything and you know just ram it through. You know, just make it work. Yeah. Hack around yeah. it is is what it sounds like. You know, they were having they had nothing but problems top to bottom, and instead of fin- fixing it from a foundational standpoint from the from the tools they would just hack around it and just try to do that kind of shit real quick um that wasn't 2016 it's the beginning of 2017 Sunderland uh okay okay all the first saw the first preview of it and and was sorely disappointed Hmm. for anthem yeah i think they need to find a balance you know because you you give them too much time then they'll find crap to fill like a time void but then you if you do the deadline too quick you know i think it did have an effect on anthem there so i think they need to work on finding it the balance of you know giving that that sweet deadline time frame to where you can like push people to put out good effort but not give them too much to like slack off and fill it with crap right yeah because it does seem like they have a ton of time that's been it's almost like three years in like kind of a pre-production mode which yeah. seems mm-hmm. kind of long to me but yeah uh, you know i i don't really know what the what the standard would be for creating a, a new intellectual property in the industry. But that seems like a crazy long time. I can't think of any other industry where you would get three years to just basically have a proof of concept of what you wanted to do, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Um, right. But well, when they started, um, I mean, the, the yeah. first first part of it was what, 2012 or something like that. They were start, like they had the idea that yeah. the project yeah. was conceived of. And there was years of, Point around with it and they never and it, it sounds like they didn't know what the hell they were making until uh my understanding until they gave that demo to uh to the head of ea 
you know, the second the second time they showed him. And they're like, okay, well, this is what the game is, and built it around a demo instead of giving him an actual demo of a game. Uh, right, right. They made a demo oh, that uh. looked good. And I, I say demo just for lack of a better term here. It sounds like sure. they made a demo that, that looked good and played good at least for that. And then we're like, well, we'll just we'll just make this game, <laughs> you know? And then it's and then it's, you know, twelve to eighteen months of trying to build that game off a demo because that's that's all they had because nobody would make a damn decision. You know, it took the head at EA to say, This is what I want, and everybody's like, Okay, well we'll just do that, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that always seems like a really bad office environment, and I don't think that's limited to gaming, where it's like everybody's just trying to appease the president of the company or the CEO, or I mean, it can be a nonprofit, it can be anything, where you're so concerned with that, like you're, and I've never, I guess that's not really something I have, like I don't really give a shit, I understand it's very difficult to get that kind of position, and like, I, I got respect for somebody that can get that position, but I don't feel the need to cater to their every whim, and it like right. bothers me how many people just fold to that. Um, I just don't think right. that's a very healthy work environment because generally those people, oh. while while they oh, might no. have been visionary enough mm-hmm. to get that position, um, once they're in that position, I, I think just the wealth you accrue and the distance you have from regular people with just your station, it makes it hard to really see things accurately for you know, the general population as far as like what they're consuming and what media is working and not working. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, that's, I've been in any supervisory position I've been in, you know, it's, you don't, you don't want yes men. Like I don't want to do something stupid. And then after we've done something stupid, you tell me, Hey, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, hey, dummy, why didn't you tell me that before we started this? You know? And I, it's, it's real easy to, to get into it when we got to appease the boss because they sign the checks and it, it's a fine line to walk. And a lot of times you end up, uh, you end up in that kind of situation, you know, where it's just like, well, just do whatever he says to make him happy, even though we know it's dumb and it's never going to work. You know, and it, it's not even all the way up to the top, but it starts with, you know, they're, it sounds like they're the production directors, you know, over the, the different projects for Anthem. It's like, well, this is what the director says, so we got to do that because they're not willing to bend at all. You know, the, the, no, the, our director's not making any decision. His director's not making any decision, so nobody really knows what to do, so we'll just keep doing random shit it seems like just yeah, we'll put yeah. this in and try it and we'll we'll do that for a few months and they had to it sounded like they just kept rebuilding it from scratch you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. they were because they were having such major shakeups in in the in the design process that they were rebuilding it over and over again i'd like to have a you know somebody had a clicker that every every yes. time they rebuilt yeah, the yeah game. every time they rebuilt the game right <laughs> yeah well it's like know, it was a, it, like it's a par for the course with ea lately it's like they're they're canceling Star Wars games left and right. I mean, anybody would fucking kill to have the license to Star Wars. I mean, that's like insane yeah. money. Like you can you can turn out a very subpar game and make a shit ton of money with the Star Wars. Yes, yeah, yes. And 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 they're just like canceling those games left and right. They, I don't know. It it just seems like if with that kind of thing, it's okay to go. Okay, hey this isn't where we want it. And just tell people that and delay the motherfucker. Your EA for Christ's sake, you've got all of these annualized sports games that bring in so much money for you, but there's, you've got to have some type of buffer for a new IP. Um, Anyway, I I don't want to keep going on this, but uh, you know, feel bad for anybody that was in that work environment. Um, 
and, and wish them the best, whether they've moved on or not. Like that, that totally sucks. Which, and, which sounds um, like a lot of them did. That was another thing. It seems like yes, a lot of oh, the old yeah. veterans were either pushed out or left over this ty- over this operation. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like a lot of Bioware has gone on, which sucks for Bioware. But I mean, those there's they're still in the industry. They'll still be doing good things. Uh, I like I said, I hate it for for the the grunts. You know what I'm saying of the of the coding sure. world that just want to have their creative uh, process on display and keep getting hamstrung by people above them. That's not that's not doing the work. They just ah, I don't like that. Do something else. What do you want me to do? It's something else. You know, like, I don't yeah. know. That sucks. That sucks for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but you know, as, we're, as we're talking about Anthem, this, this loot shooter game, other big news this week was pertaining to another loot shooter. Kyle, would you like to take the lead on this one, my good man? Ah, are you referring to Borderlands 3? In fact, I am. Yes. Very good. Yes, I've been excited... <clears throat> Excuse me. Ever since that came out, the trailer, I've been digging into that, digging into today. Mm, pardon me. This damn spring weather's got my allergies going. Um, yes, digging into that day that, you know, they're digging into the characters more. Uh, once again, you know, advertised how there's going to be a bazillion guns. Sure. And, guns uh, with legs, I, even. <laughs> yeah. No, that's what I've loved about Borland. They've always done done very good with the guns, you know, instead of like, you know, you have games like Destiny that, you know, kind of, you know, they put out a couple weapons, make you, like, put in a ton of hours of, of grinding to, like, get these weapons. But, you know, Borderlands, right. Gearbox just throws you all these weapons and uh, lets you have a blast with it. I think that's what makes them stand out pretty well in the, right, yeah. the loot shooter genre. It's like the only right. loot shooter with loot. <laughs> like, like an actual decent amount of loot that keeps Oh, who would have thought? That's what players yeah. want. Yeah, and, oh, and you man. get it so fast. Like I, uh, the the handsome collection is up on, uh, like it's free to play this weekend. So I downloaded it just since we'd be talking about Borderlands Three. I wanted to get back. It's been a long time since I played it. So I was playing Borderlands Two last night, and um, I forgot just how early you started getting crazy ass weapons. Like mm-hmm. you, you get stuff with all these really interesting mechanics super early on. Whereas a game like Destiny, you're not getting exotics really until you're you know in yeah, destiny 2 it's probably halfway maybe. through the campaign or something mm-hmm. yeah right um, right and so you you immediately have these guns that do things that kind of change your entire play style which is really fun um and side note they put out um you know they, they re-released borderlands one like kind of an hd remaster where it'll it's kind of optimized for 4k and all that shit uh, this weekend, and they did nice. uh, a patch for Borderlands 2 uh, to make it more optimized for 4K and all that shit. And it, it looks great. Like it, it was like an eight gig download. I was surprised by the size. So, oh, I mean, wow. it's like a pretty substantial it's, overhaul to it. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it looks great. Right. So, kudos to them for going back and fixing that, making it look, right. look pretty, updating it. What I liked about Borderlands, and I've, I've seen uh, about this, the Borderlands 3 um, upcoming release and, and i've seen this a lot i mean this isn't necessarily an original line of thought but that it, it still feels borderlands you like it's still like it's still the same thing it's the wacky uh mm-hmm. you know it's the fantasy oh most definitely right, i i don't know I, I don't know how to how to phrase it but it, it still it still feels like borderlands it's going to be a proper sequel where they're not changing too mm-hmm. much a few evolutions here or there it looks like but it's still going to be the same game 
you know, I'm glad that didn't end up now going with thing, Earth. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, one thing I really liked reading earlier too, and I didn't didn't even realize it, but you know they've always kind of stayed away from the the microtransactions, and and it seemed like they were really rallying around that in this third one as well. It seemed like they're not going to you know try to add microtransactions on this one as well, and I really respect that, and I think right. it really make it stand out that much more and make it an even better game. Right, and we we may have to do a future episode just on microtransactions because that's complicated. <laughs> that's it's complicated by itself. So, dude. But, you know, uh, yeah. Another thing. Some I games you don't mind them, and other games it's like the worst fucking thing that ever happened. It's a way to do it that mm-hmm. doesn't particularly bother me, but it's you know people yeah. like EA. It's just oh, it's it's the ring. It's the ring, man. It's just right there. It's like <laughs> shit. We can mm-hmm. just uh, we could just make money forever on this. We just make them. We can make them pay to win. Oh shit! Let's do that. You know, so it's it's uh that's a whole that's its own that's its own thing. You yes. know, but I was glad to see they're not caving and doing the uh, doing a BR or anything like that because you know mm, every game doesn't have to be a BR. Exactly. Jesus, no, they just don't Please have to God, be. So like no. keep keep right, right. Uh, so that that was one thing I was I was glad to see that they weren't they weren't going to be fold into that trend. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you know that made me fall out of the Elder Scrolls series because they did that whole well, we're going to do online this whole online game like these other uh, games are doing, and I was like, well, I'm not going to buy into that crap, you know. And so I haven't played Elder Scrolls since, you know. Right. Yeah. And they've they've done like I'm jealous of people that like that shit because I I enjoy Elder Scrolls, you know. Mm-hmm. I think, Agreed. Like. I think like when Morrowind came out. Now I didn't play Morrowind as much as Skyrim or Oblivion. Those two games are much near and dear to my heart. But mm-hmm. when Morrowind came out, it was one of those first games. It was like, holy fuck, this is what you can do with an open world. Like it was, it was like, mm-hmm. it, it was a thing, you know. It really just right. kind of changed that whole action adventure genre. It was really cool, and um, and so I, I, I miss being in that world. I like that world. I think it's a lot of fun. And so. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I played Elder Scrolls Online a little bit, but it was just the fact that it was so much of the cooler content was locked behind. Basically, like you would have to pay $15 a month to get this certain premium currency. And then with this premium mm-hmm. currency, you could buy this. And you could buy, it's like, God, exactly. like, it was like a World of Warcraft payment model that seems Ugh. outdated as fuck to me. And I, I just nice. couldn't get behind it. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm 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 excited about it. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a great a great release. Uh, the only thing about these damned games like Skyrim and Borderlands and all of these is I have OCD. It's self-diagnosed for the record, and I can't I can barely finish these fucking games. Which leads me to my next point: is uh, Assassin's Creed uh, has some has some Hell big yeah, updates bro. coming out soon. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Assassin's baby. Creed Odyssey has affected every relationship in my life since it's come out. <laughs> and, um, Amen. It I haven't talked to you with... for two weeks. This is for two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. I know. You claimed it was house hunting. I, 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 I <laughs> talk to you on a nearly daily basis, and you're like, oh, you know, I'm looking for a new house. I've got to be a good husband. Yada, yada, yada. And this whole time, come to find out, you just lies. Playing your fingers just... to the bone on Assassin's Creed. The bone, dude. You have no idea. I'm obsessed. And I can't do anything on the storyline because the game's so good. You get caught on this one stupid island for 30 mm-hmm. hours doing some random nonsense side mission. And the story's so good. 
that I can't do anything on these damn games. But it, there is a new patch coming out this week uh, for Odyssey. That the patch notes can cont- contain some spoilers that I will not get into here. Um, to to avoid that, you can look them up if you want. It's it's, it's mainly general bug fixes. Uh, the main thing I'm that I know I did notice on the patch notes was there's going to be custom gear loadouts, which sounds like you're going to have presets basically for your gear. Like you'll have some, oh, okay. you'll have like full uh, cool. exotic That's or full cool. legendary gear that does like 50% hunter uh, abilities. Right. And you may have another one that does assassin abilities. And it sounds like you're going to be able to uh, have those preset and switch between them real quickly without having to change all five gear sets and stuff like that. You know, so that, that seems, that'd uh, be good. Yeah. Because, yeah I, there's a bunch of situations I've run across in that game where I would like to have a more, stealthy approach versus you know you're in the arena like let me just beat the shit out of this person right right i don't need i don't need all my hunter abilities to be jacked mm-hmm. when i'm in the arena right stuff like that so that i am mm-hmm. excited about that i'm, I'm hoping it's going to run as smooth as i think it will and i'm sure cool. that it will um but the, also in the patch is going to be some in-game support for the upcoming fate of atlantis uh dlc Oof. which is coming out on the april 23rd that's going to be great um and as well as some uh, some support for the Lost Tales of Greece, which I believe is going to be the is the free DLC content that they're right. they're going to release around the same time. There's going to be some some general stuff like that. There's nothing terribly terribly exciting in the in in that. Uh, but it, if you like the game like I do, uh, yeah. that's going to be that's going to be some good th- some good additions. I think. I thought the Lost Tales of Greece bit was already out. Yeah, they're adding uh, more to it. It is already yeah. out, oh, but, oh, but they're okay. adding more episodes to it as it goes along. Oh, so, okay, okay. Because I already did some of that. Right, that and they're they're at, they're okay. going to add another uh, another round Very of that cool. stuff. Very cool. Yeah, okay. right. That, that's about it as far as Assassin's Creed news goes. I just thought I'd ramrod that in there because I love because I love that game. Well, I'm glad I hear you. I'm like I was sitting in the last podcast. I was telling everybody I was probably like 125 hours, and I'm. Maybe maybe three quarters of the way in the story. I, I jumped onto this train time. late. Uh, and Ubisoft was running a, a special, and I got the Ultimate Edition, which is like $100, $110 for $40 mm-hmm. uh, a little while ago. Thrifty and uh, that's all I've been doing. <laughs> thrifty, yeah. that's right. Mama's thrifty boy. Mama's uh, thrifty <laughs> boy over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you can, if you if you find a good deal on that and they run deals on that game, it seems like on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. If you're kind of on on the edge <laughs> sure. and you're looking for a good, good game of that genre, it's definitely worth it. I love the uh, the uh, the the Greek setting. It's a lot of fun, uh, and I I'll stop talking about it too much to to prevent spoilers if you haven't played through through very much of it. But that, that'll is. suit me on Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those where I, I almost wish Red Dead and like God of War didn't come out last year because it stole so much of the spotlight from that game, which I think is every it bit did. as good yeah. as those two games. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say um, something controversial. It, I think this game beats the brakes off of Red Dead Redemption. Beats the it, brakes it, off of it. Yeah, from, so like, from like an actual like fun standpoint. Right. Like the how story, you move the story and how you on fight, Red everything's smooth. Yes. Right. The story but was, like, but the deal is the story's great on both fun. of them, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. It, it it's real fun. It's real similar controls to all the other Assassin's Creed, so you don't have to spend three hours just trying to figure out the damn controls, you know. And it it, it just plays really well. It's 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 a great one, great one. It does. It, it blends really well. And I, I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it, but I I've probably spent and you know I jacked off a bunch and fucking Red Dead doing a bunch of stupid crap, you know, hunting animals and fishing and all that. And I, right. I've probably spent way more t- 
time on Assassin's Creed, and I haven't even finished it. And I've, you know, I've beat the story in Red Dead, and I haven't touched it since, you know. All right. Well, and then there's the replayability of of Odyssey too, mm-hmm. where I'm I'm gonna go through again, and I'm playing as the female. I'll go through and play as the dude, and I'll make opposite decisions just to see see how how some of those decisions affect the long term. Oh really? Uh, oh, bravo! I probably won't do that. But. Well, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it. I, it's real easy for me to say now when I'm probably not 20 percent through some of it, some parts mm-hmm. of it. You know, so by the end of it, end of it, I may just YouTube that shit. But uh, yeah. you know, no, I, I agree. Have, I'm still floating the idea of just doing, trying to do if you could something akin to a speed run through it just to see, uh, you know, how how you can change the story and how dynamic some of those choices yeah. actually are. Um, but no. And I'm glad they they went that way because you know that's why I played like the Mass Effect trilogy, the original one, like the first three. Like I played it like three times over, just you know to try out those different uh, different storylines. And I think that's the route they're going. I, I, I like the path they're going on. Right. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. That DLC is yeah. great. I played uh, the the Legacy of the First Blade was great. I ex- I expect the uh, the Fate of Atlantis DLC to be equally awesome. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys have been playing That's, that. I've been, yeah. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Gang Beasts. Have you guys seen this one? I have uh, seen this one. I haven't played it since it's been on Xbox, but yes, I'm very excited. That's going to be a good yeah, party it's game. A, it's a hell of a party game. It's like uh, if you've ever seen Human Fall Flat, which which has been out for a little bit longer. It's Kind of the same looking player models where you're kind of this doughy looking awkward ragdoll of a character. Ragdoll yeah. exactly. Right. And and you can customize them in fun ways and stuff. And then you just fight on these uh different stages. And so there's one where it's like two moving trains, and then there's one where you're fighting across two elevators that are going up a skyscraper. <laughs> Um, there's one where there's like a meat grinder and stuff and it's like half of the half of the fight is like just managing how your body moves because it's so trying to control the awesomeness of it yes yeah and so it's it's just a lot of fun it's it's not one i don't think anybody's gonna sink a ton of hours into but um if you just got friends coming over exactly it's a great drinking game or a great game to play with your nieces and nephews while you're yeah, there, you go. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. say it was going to yeah. be up along the lines of climb your friends, but that one you couldn't play with your nieces or nephews when they came over. Yeah. There's a lot of no a lot the, of, dong a lot physics. Of, <laughs> a lot of dong physics. There's a lot of dong, dong physics in Mount Your Friends. <laughs> I like that scale we've established. Oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh Jesus! What have we done? Yeah. It's oh, not shit. good. Is there a range uh, of flaccid to erect on this dung scale? They have to consult the expert. <laughs> they're all very the erect, if I remember correctly. Now they they, they swing at different angles, but I, I don't remember the the size or girth changing a great yeah, deal. They they all different yaws, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little bit more, a little bit more yaw. Oh, Jesus. My oh, God. Yeah. So we played that. last night. I had, that. Yeah, we had the pleasure of doing Black Ops Four together, which was fun. Um, about bare we bones. played bare bones. Yeah, oh. baby. Yes, um, the welcome edition. That felt really good. I have to learn. I, to it was nice to play games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was nice to just play because the shooting mechanics 
are always good in a Call of Duty game. And it was fun to kind of strip away some of that extra stuff and just kind of sink into what makes those games so satisfying. Um, Yeah, it was great. I did miss seeing Kyle's like 800 multi-kills with the war machine. Oh, I know. Running battery. (laughs) I miss that too. It it felt (laughs) there was a little emptiness every now and then in the match. And I was like, (laughs) that's what it was. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun. I'm glad they added that. Um, I think they've had kind of a tough post-release. The game sold very well. Um, I've certainly got my money's worth out of it. I think it's a, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I've um, gotten my money out of it, but I will tell you, and uh, you guys can vouch for me on this. I played this game the first night that we had it, and I was I tried <laughs> to turn the damn thing. I tried to get my damn money back. I was so disappointed yes. in this game, yeah. but it has grown on me like a tumor. Like a tumor. <laughs> I was right uh, behind you. I was prepared to yeah. delete the damn thing, and, but I stuck with I it. Was, I was not impressed, but yeah. I was just generally... Didn't, I, it, it just seemed muddy and basic. Yes. I wasn't real impressed with it, but I feel like they've done a good job of, of cleaning a lot of that up. And uh, I don't know. I enjoy it now. I mean, I, I, I do enjoy it. Blackout is not my favorite, but we will get to that sure. in a bit, I'm sure. Yeah. And then you, uh, one thing I'm glad is that you guys kind of came around to it because you guys are, as far as like playing Call of Duty goes, you guys are always my rock. You guys are always like consistently <laughs> top of the board best players on the team and then like for you to play a call of duty game at the beginning and not like it i was like well i'm fucked i've just lost <laughs> the only people that are any good at this game yeah. that i play with and you know so i'm glad you came around because it would have been a pretty lonely and miserable few months for me at the, the bottom of the scoreboard on call of duty but um yeah no, that was can, a lot of fun we, i'm glad we played it last night yeah that was very sure. good fun yes and i'm excited playing, about gen zero yeah, Gen Zero. Same. I'm gonna talk about yes. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this game. I really do. And it's it's kind of it's an endearing game because it's imperfect. And so, just a basic rundown of the game. Um, I'll do kind of a quick review on it. It it um, it's set in Sweden in the late 1980s. Um, you go on this trip with some of your friends, and when you come back, um, everybody's gone all of your family and friends is you just, it's this empty countryside and all these small towns. And you found these kind of these robots that are now inhabiting the land and you go through and you find all these little remnants of people. You find notes and you'll find like blood splatters and houses and stuff that kind mm-hmm. of lead to a, a broader narrative. Um, and, and the story's not great. And the, <laughs> I mean, it's just not, and it's not great mostly because of how the mission structure set up is really basic. It's like, go to this place and find this. And that's like it, or go here and kill these robots, basically, over and over and over again. Find this bunker, find this thing. Um, But the world is so beautiful. It uses that Apex engine that Avalanche has built and used across several of their games. Um, Talk to me about Avalanche. Yes. Yeah, dude. Av- Avalanche, you know, they made um, the Just Cause games, I think is probably their, oh. their biggest claim to fame, which I, you know, I wasn't super keen on four. I played a little bit of it just using the Game Pass. Um, and something about, they kind of changed your player movement in that one, and it didn't quite feel as arcadey. Right. You still can right. do all the shit that makes it arcadey, but just like kind of the, I don't know, you felt heavier, which was kind of a bummer. And maybe you can fix that as you're leveling up. I, I didn't played a whole lot um but 
all those other Just Cause games I've sank so many hours into. I don't know if I've ever beaten one, but I always had fun just fucking around in them. Right. Um, yeah, that's a fun one if you're waiting on if you're waiting on the rest of the squad to jump online or something. You can't decide if you want to play a racing game or a shooter or anything. Tell with it. Just play Just Cause. You can do all that shit. It, it's a lot of fun. Yes. I uh I, I've enjoyed all of them. I've got nothing but good things to say, so I'm not a very good person to to, to get an honest, a, a fair, and unbiased review sure. on. Just, just cause is one is one of my favorites. Uh, if you if you haven't checked any of those out, any of them are are well worth any are well worth your time. If you haven't checked any of them out, I'd probably start with three. You can probably get it pretty cheap. If you like that one, check out four. But uh, if it's going to be a gamble for you, I, I would check out three for sure. But it, it's a fun uh, sandboxy type of world with a decent enough story, you know. But it's it's yeah, mainly blow shit up. There are and, four now. Yes, sir. Yeah, four came out in December. Mm. My God. My God. The first one, but you know, I mean, I just, I've got so caught up in some other games, I haven't even touched the second, third, or fourth one now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Avalanche has just been super busy though, because they put that out in December. They put this game out into March, and now they've got Rage Two coming out in May, which they made right. with id Software, the people that do Doom. I, I think it's software mostly helped them with the shooting mechanics. I don't know that they were super involved. That would be an interesting one. Yeah, yeah that I'm one, really curious that about how that baby will turn out. Yeah. Because right. I played Rage 1. It, it was all right, but you know, I played it because you know, I heard that game looked amazing. And by God, it yes. did. The, the, the landscape in that was phenomenal. So. Yeah. Because it didn't it do the first... I feel like it helped with the first... Maybe it did the first Rage. I'm thinking about it. And Avalanche I think off top of my head. One? I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the oh, box on it. Whose name was on it? Yeah. Um, I think I put the Avalanche did Rage, but now I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking that might have just been straight up id software that did it. But um, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Was, uh, yeah, the it's software and Avalanche are working on this one. Yeah. Okay, there we go. And so, um, but, you know, Avalanche. They, they create these great open worlds. I even played a hunting game they made like a year or two ago. It's like Call of the it Hunter ma- or something like it that. It made a hunting game? Or Avalanche? Yeah, uh, Avalanche made a hunting game. Um, I think they had some smaller team develop the game. Like some the Cabela Safari Trip? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> but, but they let them use like, their engine that they built out. And it was it was actually pretty fucking cool. It made me wish there was a game where you could like track people the same way you track the animals in this game. Cause it like the tracking system was neat, but um, I was pretty impressed with it. Anyway, all that to say generation zero kind of a buggy mess at the moment. They have a big patch coming sometime this month that should fix some of that. But as far as just like a game where you can hang out with buddies and explore, shoot the shit, listen to synth music from the eighties and uh, just kind of role play to that vibe or whatever you want to do. It's great. And then it it scales in a way that's really satisfying. So like the first Island you're on, you're mostly fighting these smaller robots. Uh, It's super easy, particularly if you're playing with people, if you're playing by yourself, it has this interesting tension and it's kind of like almost playing a horror game. And when you're playing with buddies, it feels arcadey and silly and easy until you get to the next island and it scales pretty quickly. And it's like all of a sudden you're fighting these harvesters that are these bigger kind of tanky looking um, robots and you're fighting these hunters that are really fast and kind of mid-sized. And eventually you fight these like tanks that are just massive. And you're, you'll look and you'll see this like beautiful mountainscape and these, um, 
you know, like an ocean beyond it. And it's just like, wow, that's really beautiful. And then you just see this hulking tank that's like 30 feet tall kind of come over the ridge. And you're like, oh, right. I'm fucked. It's over. Right. So it's, How does it, rain affect them? Um, it, You know, actually, the weather does affect their visibility. But I don't know that it affects like how they move or anything like that. But you're harder to detect for them uh, with the weather. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's 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 fun. I I think it has such enormous potential. Um, I it feels rushed to me. I almost think like they weren't satisfied with how Just Cause Four sold, and so they're like, ah, let's bump this up, um, crank something out now. Yeah, because I I imagine yeah. that Rage Two production was super expensive. And the fact that they're developing it for Bethesda instead of just developing it and publishing it themselves, like I'm sure there's a certain pressure right. there. Mm. Um, but Most definitely. Yeah, I think it's a great game. I mean, if, if you've got 40 bucks to spare and you've got um, – I think it's much more enjoyable with friends. I, I, I think it's a good time if you don't go into it thinking this is going to be a super polished, perfect game. But I, I think ultimately I, it's very funny. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about it. Full disclosure, I have that downloaded right now. I just finished it today because oh, I was... Baby. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Same. The, the reviews yeah, are I'm so lukewarm. Yeah, yeah they're they're so yeah. bad. I was trying to be nice. I was saying lukewarm because I was trying not yeah. to be an asshole, but they were terrible. They've been awful. And so I wasn't going to spend the money on it, but I, I do yeah. have it. I am going to check it out, and so you will possibly hear, hear from my opinion next round. On, yeah, on, uh, I probably should go into this because we'll put some time on it. Yeah, because we, we've we've already talked, talked about so many things. <laughs> we've talked about so many things, but it. Uh, <laughs> one thing to me is, it seems like for probably the last two years, games have gotten this complete pass on coming out unfinished. And, right. Oh my and, god! And this, people this finally got to a breaking bullshit. point on it. Yeah. People got to a point where it's like, I'm tired of game preview. I'm tired of early access. Fuck this. And it's like the Division 2 came out and it game got preview. really high scores just right. because it was a finished game. And it is right. not a good game. It's not fun. Like, it's it's got content, but it sucks. Like, it's not <laughs> great. But it gets not super good reviews just because it's finished. And then you have a right. game like Generation Zero that's suffering from the same problem of all these game preview early access games where there's issues at play. But the core of what's there is way more special to me than the division, but it just gets instantly panned because the division happened. And now every game's going to be held to, is it finished at, at, in the review criteria and all of a sudden, right. which is, is or set. Oh, okay. no, that's fair. It is fair. Like, it's give fair. Me a finished game. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I don't know. I think when you play it, I think you'll probably see similar to what I do. Like, the core of it is there and like the enjoyment is there. It's kind of the infrastructure. That's a little fucked. <laughs> so, well, like it's we'll, still playable, you know, I've been burnt this past year and we'll get to that shortly as to why I'm a little, a little raw. <laughs> My nerves are a little raw to the, yeah. to these game preview games. Uh, I'll, I'll explain that a bit later, but, I'm a, I'm a bit cynical on them a lot of times, but I'm trying to trying to keep sure. an open mind. Sure. I was about to say to further enforce. I was just talking to somebody today, and they, I just told them that I didn't like the Division One very, very much. You know, told them it sucked, and they were like they agreed. But then they were they said they were playing Division Two quite a bit, and I guarantee you that's the reason why it was a finished game. Right. Right. Yeah. 
Well, there's nothing else really out right now, and there's nothing really out. I mean, like Rage Two, I'm interested in, but as far as like a, a mm-hmm. multiplayer experience, there's nothing. For the next few months, I mean, like they just there's mm-hmm. just isn't anything out there. If you like you BR games. games, if you like BR games, which. I might be the only person left in the group that does. I don't know. But we can talk about BR games. That's our feature this week. Um, let's just move yeah. on. We, we, we're, uh, we're being chatty Cathy's tonight. We got a, got a ring. Let's ramrod the BR games. <laughs> let's ramrod them, baby. <laughs> I think we should talk about <sighs> the culling out of the gate because oh, the culling Jesus is the first Christ. <laughs> true blue yeah. standalone <laughs> BR game. <laughs> It wasn't the first BR experience. There had been mods for Arma, and then H1Z1 added that, but they were originally just a survival game. Um, It was the first standalone one. March 2016, it comes out. Um, When it comes out, decent reception. You had, you know, bigger streamers like Shroud playing it at the time and several other people that are known personalities. It gets like 13,000 concurrent players on Steam. And it never is able to match that again on Steam um, after that first month, right. which is probably not uncommon for an indie game. I imagine that really the only attention they gets right out of the gate, but uh, a lot of times. And so, Hunter, tell us about uh, when you came to know the culling. Okay. Uh, it launches on Xbox in 2017, which is, I'm a, I'm a Microsoft guy, obviously. We're... That's what we're here for. And uh, it was it was fantastic. I instantly fell in love with it. Again, this was the, besides the Odyssey, this was the last game that affected every part of my life. It, it I was completely obsessed with it. Uh, Josh and I played extensively on the calling and got exceptional. And then uh, Xavier, Xavier, however you want to pronounce it, uh, shot themselves right in the cock uh, by listening to too many damn people again. And it was... Very, uh, very frustrating. Uh, a lot of the patches in August, they, they finally released this giant patch in August. I can't recall the name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah. they, they, they broke the game. It broke it. Uh, it's a rock yeah, that's paper when it added scissors. leaderboards, right? Right. Stuff. Yeah, they added the leaderboards. In August boards. of 2017. Yeah. Right. They were trying to do way too much too quick. They had, they had something real special on their hands with real quirky feel to it. I had a real quirky personality. The whole game did. It's a melee yeah. style BR game. So it's you have to get up close and personal. You're not going to get sniped from God knows where and the game's over. They're going to have to get in your face to kill you. Um, again, rock, paper, scissors. So you've got block, hit, and shove. And you got to manage all of that in a melee battle. And it was chaos, top to uh, start to finish. 16 people in a match. Uh, but it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful and they ruined it. Yeah, shit all yeah, over. I, I, I agree, and like it was such a it's such a weird fucking story, because it's it's like kind of this really it tried to be kind of more gritty and realistic when it came out of the gate. By the time it comes to Xbox, it's a little sillier. It still is like gritty and brutal, but it's very balanced when it comes out on Xbox. It's very fair. Right. There's no bullshit on launch. It feels great, and then they do that patch, which then introduces all these weird exploits with healing and shit while you're when you sh- yeah. while you're sprinting and stuff which you weren't supposed to be able to do and all this kind of breaking shit bugs they were game breaking yes. bugs and then like two months after that they just go ah we're not going to support this game anymore and it was like what the fuck uh, right what the have fuck? fun bitch. and then 
<laughs> yeah. And, and, and fuck me, and I guess. Then, yeah. And then in June the following year, they go, Hey, we're doing culling too. Which <laughs> I, this is, this is almost like a weird, like gaming badge of honor. Oh, yeah. I played the culling too, which was only available for about a week before it got delisted <laughs> from God. all stores across oh, the internet. No. What so a I'm, yeah, yeah. That's that's on the top of my resume. Like, I play calling too. Yeah, um, it was so bad. They moved to third person. They focused on guns. The gun mechanics were the Ugh. worst gun mechanics in any game I have ever played. Ever, ever, miserable. Ever. This includes flash games on the PC in the <laughs> you know early two thousands. Okay, they were oh my shitty. god, Ugh. and like on day one. It took so long to get into a match. They had like no system in place to go, okay, we can't get a full group. We're pushing you out. So you just sat there for 20, 30 minutes almost to get in a fucking game. Um, it was awful. Pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. It lost everything. Oh, I, will say, I was really saddened by that as well because, you know, I didn't play as much as you two did. But yeah, I, I'd equate it to like the Black Ops almost. I hated it at first, but you know, I got a ha hang of those, you know, fighting mechanics right at the beginning and really started to enjoy it. It was pretty rewarding, you know, once you could figure out how to play I, it. it is. Then, yeah. Yeah. It's the only BR game we like consistently won on. Exactly. Yeah. Because like, got, you could put in time and you, you got better and you could win. Right. Whereas a lot of these other games, right. you can get really good at it and still just get shot. From somewhere you don't see, it was one if you got if you got shitty loot out of the spawn tube, um, you could you could beat somebody with a level two or three weapon if you just had a level one if you were good enough because you could be good enough yeah. with the rock paper scissors mechanic to beat any. I mean, theoretically, mm -hmm. you could beat somebody with a top tier weapon and you didn't have any at all. You know what I'm saying? And so it wasn't right. it wasn't the stuff where you would just get dropped from nowhere. People had to earn it from you if you were a good yeah. player. You didn't get killed on some bullshit most of the time, for the for the most part. You know, it was it was really interesting. It was heartbreaking the way it went down. Uh, we're still not we're still not done, but I do think, I think I will, yeah. Now I will I will mention here though that we did get Josh onto the top of the leaderboards for uh yeah for yeah. Uh, the, the duos so for the fun. two player number nine in the on the in the world man yes yeah baby we did and then yeah. they. Ooh, they wow. And, and then the thing. whole game went to shit. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I was knee deep in pussy we were there. in that era of my life. Yeah, um, that was awesome. So um, they did calling origins in the fall of 2018, <laughs> and right. which it, was it, so we needed origins. Did okay. At the beginning, but the PC player base dropped off super quick. Nobody was buying the cosmetics because they didn't really build out a proper microtransaction system or have a battle pass or any real incentive to get these cosmetics. Um, so the free-to-play model didn't work for them. Um, but they said something in their post where they had like 10 million players between... Like November when it came out on Xbox, I think it came out like September on PC, the Origins version, and then in November on Xbox. And they've had like 10 million players since then. It's not like the bulk of them coming from Xbox. 
which to me is like, God damn, you're sitting on a gold mine because Xbox doesn't have that many free to play games. Yeah. Like if you oh. go look at that on the storefront, you can scroll through all those in, in a matter of seconds. Right. And right. You know, if you hit kind of the wall in gaming and you're like, there's nothing out that I really am interested in. That's a section you go to just to see like, is there anything here I can fuck around with? And there's not right, much exactly. there on Xbox. Like that's a huge market that you can tap into. Um, this game has such personality. And Fortnite it's so and Apex are owning that, and nobody's really moving in because it doesn't need to be a VR game to make the most out of free to play. Oh, for sure, it's it does just not. like yeah, and they just then I don't know. I mean, the calling is a VR game. I'm not trying to confuse everybody, but like it just mm-hmm. oh, it was so frustrating. So they they announced uh, earlier in March they're shutting down servers in May. It's the end of the calling. Uh, but they said they were willing to sell the intellectual property. If there was another team out there, they'd be willing to take it on. Devolver Digital, who makes Shadow Warrior. Um, they've done a few iterations of like the remasters of Duke Nukem games and stuff. I think Gearbox owns the rights to Duke Nukem now, but they've done that before. Uh, they have a game called Absolver that's like a melee game that's uh, kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, they showed a little interest, but there hasn't been any final word on that. I hope they pick it up because I think that'd be a good home for them because they make some really like quirky, eccentric, and yeah, potty mouth fit their style. Yeah. yeah, it would work for them. So, I'll tell you, if I had um, three wishes, one of them would be for somebody to buy this IP and make this game what it could be. This would, I agree. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. I just I just feel like it's such a gold mine that's just waiting. That's just waiting and. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm way off base here, but I love that game. Maybe maybe we're some of the few that just absolutely cult fans of it. But I, I just think there's something there. I hope somebody swoops it up and and does it right. Whoa, that's way too much bias for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you can get the yeah. fuck out then. Get the fuck out. Fine, yeah. I'll leave like Brooks did. <laughs> no, we're bleeding <laughs> podcast hosts. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I man, I just. I think for me, that's the worst type of game. Yeah, I'd love Mm -hmm. to play it. It's the worst type of gaming experience when you play a game that has like unbelievable potential, but there's some deep flaw that's preventing it from being successful. That's the worst type of game. It's worse than a bad game. It's you know, like when it's just like it's fucking there. You can see it, but they're not delivering on it, and it's so frustrating. I'm sure for the developer as well. Obviously, I mean. Hate that Xavier's shutting down, but like, God, dude, like, they had so many opportunities to fix it, and they just repeatedly squandered it. They just, they just couldn't get it going. Um, and I, I think it's easy money for somebody if they can pick it up and find a way to monetize it, stick to the free to play model, but monetize it using, I, I think, the battle pass or some make cooler cosmetics. I think you have easy money there. It just needs pay them whatever they want. Yep. Pay you whatever you want. Just make this game good again. Yeah, dude. They just they just need a couple more maps. I think that's that's all I ever really wanted from the game. I think like maybe revisit the perk system. I always feel like a BR people like part of BR is everybody's on the same playing field. And anytime you have perks or classes or something like that, and I know we might disagree on this hunter. I just think that's not the way to go in BR because it immediately yeah. lends to like some sort of meta in the game. And then everybody yeah, I mean, plays it, that style uh, or tries to exploit something, and I don't know. That's not my favorite thing. I mean, I 
I, I mean, I, I agree that it, that it does lend itself to that kind of stuff, but I mean, I think you get that anyways. You know, PUBG in this update, the M4s are real strong, but then they nerf it in the next one, and so everybody's sure. running around, yeah, with, yeah. you know, with DP28s or whatever the hell, nobody's running around with TPs, but whatever it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. The perks didn't bother me. The perks didn't bother me. There did get. There was a point there where I was locked in to one or two sets of perks, and I, or I might only change one perk back and forth. I might carry a backpack this time, and I might carry a man tracker that time. But you get pretty well locked in, and I, the perks never bothered me too bad. The, the perks were far from the game breaking issue of the calling. Yeah, you know? I think yeah. If I they could, they could do some sort of uh, like a crate system, or you you know loot system like uh, Rocket League does because I I didn't oh. expect to spend the amount of money I have in those damn crates in Rocket League and you know if they could <laughs> do something like that yeah, with the yeah. calling you know I mean I feel we like at that time you accidentally <laughs> bought $200 worth of things because That's you didn't think your purchase yeah. went through. <laughs> <I just laughs> That's how you developed the addiction. It was an accidental purchase of about 200 exactly. keys. Yeah. That's all it takes to some idiot. Just, yeah. just, just trigger happy. <laughs> AKA my gamer tag. Who'd have thought? Man, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, I think if they implement something like that, I think it, that would be a pretty good system for it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or any BR, like if Apex did something like that, even you know, or PUBG. Yeah. Speaking of PUBG, yeah, let's talk PUBG. Um, so PUBG, I I think is really like the first BR worth talking about, aside from calling. Like I think the calling is important. Because it's it was so fun and it's an example of how such potential can be squandered and it's heartbreaking. But PUBG's like yes. the first one to have like mm-hmm. real mainstream success and and become such a huge hit. And I think I've been thinking about this a lot lately, like how BR caught on so quickly. And I, I think there are really obviously obvious things like it's fun to spectate it because there's this loud, quiet, loud mechanic to it where if you're a streamer or something, you're running around, you're able to interact with people who are chatting in your channel or whatever. And then things get really intense and it's just, you know, so it's this perfect amount of like socializing and shit hitting the fan that's engaging to watch. So there's that component that's good. But I think ultimately what made it successful was if you ask me what battle Royale is, I can explain it to you in about three seconds. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I can go, Oh, you should play this game PUBG because it's a game where you drop on an island with 99 other people and you fight to be the last one up. Like, you're done. That's the whole game. Right. And it's Get over. Em. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, you compare that to trying to describe, I don't know, Destiny 2 or Assassin's Creed or something. You can't describe it that fast. Yeah, yeah. And so for, mm-hmm. like, a layperson or something who might be interested, oh, what are you playing? What's that? What's this? It's immediately easy to explain, and there's this inherent sense of drama in the explanation and then you have, you know, the Battle Royale film, the Japanese movie that a lot of people like, and you have the Hunger Games, which is still in kind of popular culture. Mm, uh, right. It's funny you mentioned that because I actually had a buddy come over and I was playing it, and he had no idea what it was, and I explained it to him. And next week, he, you know, he didn't have uh, the Xbox to get it, but he downloaded the mobile version and was playing the hell out of it and immediately hooked on it, the, the PUBG mobile there. Yeah, the PUBG version's hella good. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's not bad. Forgiving, yeah, <laughs> bots and shit to make what you, it is make you feel yeah. good about yourself. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But like PUBG, PUBG is always going to have a special place in my heart because I, for me, and then this might just be a personal thing, it just felt like like a Halo One moment in gaming, and I was glad I got to experience it. Ah, yeah. that's I, can, good, I can, I can, that's a good I can relation. Yeah, I like I that. Can see that. Yeah, it, it was just like it was a huge just sea change in gaming, and to to see it from the outside was cool. Um, and 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 the map design of Arendelle is like so fucking good. I mean, there's just so many iconic spots on that map in particular. That's like Blood Gulch and Halo, or um, mm-hmm. I can never remember the one hundred. We talk about this all the time. The Unreal map where it's the two towers and the two bridges that go across. Uh, yeah, um, it may be called Two Towers. It might be called uh, Two Towers. For the sake of this, <laughs> yeah, let's, go with, two towers. let's go with that. But, like that's such an iconic map. That's such a perfect fucking multiplayer map. And Blood Gulch is such a perfect multiplayer map. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some really standout Call of Duty maps that come to mind, but like Erangel was was that level where it's like that's always going to be cemented in my mind. Dropping school, dropping mill base, dropping Pachinki, prison, um, prison, dude. Playing, fucking, they're playing with Brooks. You're popping, hey, hey. dropping at Stalber. I can yeah. agree with Brooks on that one. That was one of my favorites. I love it. Oh, yeah. You can get the there, there were always for 30 minutes. Yeah, uh, then you run for 30 minutes every fucking yeah, time. Exactly. But the fights there were always fun. I did like the fights. Not a fan. That was half the fun for me. It was like, oh, all right, we won that battle. Oh, well, shit. There's the circle. You know, like, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, but I, I think like PUBG is in kind of this weird place now where, you know, it kind of ushered in this change. And it hasn't really figured out how to adapt as all these other games have kept changing and evolving. Um, and with that, that, there's a positive and a negative to that. It's like you, you still have this, the same experience you had with the game. And you can go back and it's reliable and that's cool. I know what I'm getting with PUBG. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, it seems like it's got so many weird like collision bugs and issues of desync that show up every once in a while and things like that that Exactly. It's like, when are you going to put out PUBG two? And I saw the other day, Player Unknown said like he doesn't want to work on PUBG two, like he's done with Battle Royale. Like he's still oh, working wow. for PUBG Corp, you know? Or I can't remember. I think he's PUBG Corp instead of Blue Hole, which is the parent company or whatever. But mm-hmm. he he was like, I don't want to do Battle Royale anymore. I've done I've done that, and he's working on some type of new experience. He's opened a new office or whatever. Fair enough. Yeah. Get on, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that doesn't mean the companies are going to make PUBG two. That just means the kind of the visionary for it is over it. You know, there's something to be said. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't always have to have a sequel either. That's like mm, exactly like, like yeah. Overwatch. There's no reason to do Overwatch two. You can church that game up and yeah. keep it Perfect feeling example. fresh and funky. Yeah, you know what I'm saying without yeah. having to completely redo it. You know, I I mean there there's Rocket room. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's oh, room yeah. for improvement on yeah. PUBG without them having to scrap it and start from the beginning. Now, I'm not on the back end of the design process, so I don't know how much of that is sure. not fixable without redoing it from the ground up, you know? But, yeah. uh, I mean, just because there's there's some imagine. major improvements to be made doesn't mean that you'd have to scrap the whole operation. I imagine yeah. they'd have a pretty high degree of flexibility, though, just running it off Unreal, just because that's, like, you know, one of the more, like, user-friendly engines that's you know kind of a standard for people to use in the industry and stuff it seems like that one's yeah. one of the easier one to make tweaks in not that pubg shown a very good record of making tweaks <laughs> and fine-tuning uh, the game i think the game plays pretty well right now but uh you know it was not always the case fucking ever to get there right, right. yeah 
let's let's keep moving. Uh, yeah. None of us really played Fortnite a ton. Um, Hated shooting at people, and a damn skyscraper appeared in front of me. Yes, yeah, yeah. best meme ever. Yeah, I, I started to enjoy that, but once it got towards the building scheme of things, I was this is so dumb. Like, well, I right. bitch like about shoot it. Somebody. But the deal is, I'm not good enough at it because you get to the end yes. where yeah. it's just a couple. Like if I was good at it, then I would be calling all you guys pussies. <laughs> but I'm not. So yes. uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you get down to the end, and he's if somebody's better, better at building than you. Then shit, you're roasted, man. That's all she wrote, and I just, I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it quick enough. Uh, so I, 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 I could never be anything remotely considered competitive on Fortnite, and so I just, I didn't, I haven't put a whole lot of time into it since the beginning. Uh, it, yeah, my my tunnel vision would get in the way. You know, I always get so sure. focused. Like, I just want to shoot the fuck out of this dude, and then, you know, next thing I know, you know, he's building something. Oh, God, you know, I just get so aggravated. Blood in the water. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I think like w- with Fortnite, it came out and it was this really kind of bland tower shooter, and then it pivots to being this BR game. Mm-hmm. And when it was first a BR game and it's free to play and stuff, we all hopped in there, and I had pretty good fun on it those first few weeks. I agree. Yeah, but like all of a sudden, everybody got like nuts at the building, and mm-hmm. every every fight ultimately became who can build faster. And then, like, double pump you with a shotgun. You know, it was like, yeah, uh, or they, every they fight the started to end the same way the rockets came in. And yeah. Stuff. And so, one thing I kind of wonder about, like, the, I think they've kind of created this weird demon in gaming culture where they're the only ones who can put out weekly content and change their game and update their map and do all this kind of shit. Like, nobody can keep up with Epic mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Nobody can even come close. And so, gamers are starting to like expect that type of content delivery. But at the same time, as somebody that is maybe slightly more old school or whatever, it's weird to me to not be able to play like a version of that map that I might have enjoyed. And now that's just gone. Like you just you just tweaked it. I'd rather have different maps than a map that's constantly evolving. Like that's a fine yeah. mechanic or whatever, but give me the original map or something because eventually I think you you do so many additions and weird bins to it that mm-hmm. your player base goes, this isn't the fucking game i liked <laughs> you know like eventually you change right. it so much it's no longer the game that people really enjoyed i, I will say i liked i liked the idea I, did, I, I wasn't playing when they did it but i liked the idea you know they had like this meteor like over the span of a week getting closer and yes. closer and it, yeah, it destroyed this cool. part of the map like that sounded really cool like i think more games should implement something like that but yeah they've done like uh, a, a live concert within the world that like marshmallow DJ or whatever did that. Yeah, that wow, kind of that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. Um, I didn't know about that. Yeah, and so I meant like Epic Games is just Creative. like on it. Like they they just seem like they're mm-hmm. all the shit they've done with crossplay. They're opening up their store. Like they're basically about to get like a crazy mon- monopoly gaming. Like they're just right. fucking going nuts. They're well, they're teching on all fronts. But speaking of map changes, what happened to like you know the. The levels, like Battlefield, was it four? Where the, you know, you'd have like the skyscraper, the collapse, oh, yeah, and, like, those, those uh, like uh, events or the cataclysms or what le- was that levelisms, called? I forget what they called them. Christ, it's been so long. Um, yeah. That shit was level cool. levelocalypses. Oh, that's probably not it, but yeah, yeah. I think that's like that that. the levelocalypses. <laughs> <laughs> Get a PR agent on the phone. <laughs> Now, <laughs> yeah, well, like what happened to that? Like, so, you know, they did it and like nobody else tried it, and then it just kind of poof, just disappeared. Yeah. And, yeah. 
That game did it, and then um, I know we didn't really play Advanced Warfighter much when it came out, if at all. I played it kind of after the fact, just out of curiosity. Yeah. But it had that on kind of a smaller scale on a lot of its multiplayer maps. You'd have kind of these things that would shift the map, these little events <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I liked that mechanic. It made it made multiplayer feel a little more organic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's it's a real shame they're, they're not really using that anymore. Go back yeah, or anybody show. like and and make yeah, bad I feel like somebody should, yeah start that and up bastards. again. That'd be freaking cool. Make bad company. We're gonna, we're gonna start it. <laughs> Everybody's tired. Especially in a VR game. Other, I think that'd yeah. be so cool in a BR game. Oh, that that would just you know, like say PUBG do something like that. You know, like that huge skyscraper and uh, on the the snow map. God, I can't think of the uh-huh. name of it. But you know, if they had something like that, and, like PUBG, I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, okay, let's go into Blackout. And, and I don't really want to spend much time on, on Blackout because I feel like none of us are super into it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish I was because I love that game. But look, I, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm always down to try it out again because they're always kind of tweaking it. Um, but. I guess it's worth noting it's free to play during this month. I hope they extend that and just make it a free to play experience. Uh, I think that'd be cool. Um, and then the, the Alcatraz map, the second BR map for that game is out on PlayStation. And then next week it comes out on Xbox. I've watched some videos of people playing it. Um, it looks like a much more frantic experience and it's only 40 players. Um, so that can oh, be wow. fun. A lot, lot faster. It's April, action. April 9th. April 8th, is that April correct 9th? for Xbox? Okay. I think it's April 9th on the Xbox, yeah. That's right. Um, but yeah, the games always had like those armor and, and weapon balancing issues. The armor was way too much, like if you had a tier three way at the beginning. Much, yeah. Fucking crazy. And, and now now they've like nerfed the armor almost too much. It's like they can't quite find it. That's like like we can rag on PUBG all day, but that's the one thing I think PUBG has right is like time to kill and how armor mechanics work. Is yeah. like, all the BRs, I think like I like its version of all of that the best. Um, but the game that comes in a close second on that, and then overall I think is way more fun, would be Apex. Um, way more fun. Yeah. Way more fun. I, I love Apex. Um, so it's we've touched on this before. We touched on it last week. It had 50 million players within the first month. Um, and... Let's talk about like the the quality of life improvements. This so I, I think like maybe I back up here. It seems like when Blackout came out, it was like this kiss of death to BR because it was like, oh fuck, Activision made a BR game. That was the that was the rumor, right? That was the fear. Yeah. Was it? It's yeah, over. and it was this it was, was like it's going to kill PUBG. It's going to put a dent mm-hmm. in Fortnite, and every indie battle royale game is super fucked forever. So. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and and in a lot of ways it was true. I mean, you've had you know, Colin closed down, Isles of Nine closed down. There was some melee based like uh, Viking one that seems to have disappeared. I haven't seen anything on it in like a year. Um, yeah. and there were several of these. Uh, what was that one that Cliff Pazinski used to be at Epic Games? He made. Damn, uh, I can't remember what that game was. Yep, had like an eighty. I don't have it written down in here. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, but like that one shut down. Like you had all these BR games close all of a sudden, and it seemed like okay, this is definitely just a trend, and there's only room for a few titans. 
Um, but then Apex showed up. It's a, nowhere. This is this is not necessarily a trend. This is a genre, and these type of games are going to be around whether or not they remain as popular as they are right now. But I, I think it's safe to say they're going to exist for quite some time. Um, sure. But yeah, let's let's talk about Kyle. What do you what what changes did Apex introduce that you enjoyed? Uh, I'm trying to think of the comparison between it and PUBG. Uh, I kind of, you know, I had that like, cartoonish feel that Borderlands had. I yeah. guess that was a nice change. You know, PUBG had its realism. This one, you know, it's more like a I guess laid back sort of, you know, cartoonish feel. But uh, now their map layout was really good. Uh, they did good on their guns. I guess like you can kind of relate that to Borderlands as well, the, the way sure. they did their guns. Uh, they did their uh, you know, attachments, the, you know, the grenades, arc stars, all that. I think it was really, really set up very well. The right. fact that like the attachments automatically go to your gun, you don't have to go into another. Oh my yeah. god, that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's what it was sticking with me. Mm-hmm. That's the best yeah. part. Uh, what about the best you, part to me yeah. was, uh, I'm. It was the the inventory management. I'm a dummy. I I can't process all this shit. Okay, I don't need to know how much a med pack weighs. I need to know how many slots it takes up. <laughs> Go on, you know. So the in, like dumbing yeah. down the inventory management cut out a lot of the bullshit for me, and you can focus on more of the gunplay and the tactics of it in general. Uh, that and being able to be respawned in, you know, after you're perma killed, you ain't perma killed oh, yeah. no more. There ain't no such thing till you're all dead, you know. And that that was a big deal to keep me in because I'm not always the most brilliant tactician it's a lot of sure. a lot of it's a lot of running gunning and charging with me and i can do that and die and then whenever you guys finish killing everybody that i missed everything on you can come pick my ass up and bring me back in and it keeps you involved you know it keeps you involved even when you're dead because uh, yeah. PUBG, how many times do you die and you're like oh well fuck i'm i'm out of here no. i'll see you guys in 30 minutes when you finish this round <laughs> yes so, yeah i'm glad you mentioned that addition because you, you know your shit happens a lot of times you know you could be the bad, most badass player and you know be our game like that and then something happens and you get get sideswiped and you know now you have a second chance to come back and actually prove your your level of playability in the game i guess or you know how good you are at the game you know right. to have well, a second chance to come back it lend the respawns lend to hero moments. I'm I'm much more likely now to charge yes. out from behind yeah. that rock and try to get to that well, building that too, a little yeah. closer. And because mm-hmm. I know that if it doesn't work exactly. and we survive this, I can come back. I may lose all my weapons and all that, but I, but I'm not done yet. You know necessarily. Yeah. So it, it, I think it it kind of leans you that direction. If it's okay to take a few extra risks that you wouldn't take on PUBG, you know, yes. or or any other one for that matter, and you wouldn't I take those like risks the, on Blackout yeah. or Fortnite either. I think it's like the first game too, where like your total like damage is actually the most impressive stat. Like in any other game, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, that's cool or whatever. Yeah. But like kills is really what matters. But like on that game, exactly what you're saying. Like I know that if if I die, if I can at mm-hmm. least do X amount of damage, it's worth dying. If exactly. I've done it to multiple players, because I know one of you know somebody mm-hmm. else exactly. can clean up. Exactly. Um, yeah. And then that ping system so beautiful. The fact that you can play with people without marking, marking, marking stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a gun over here. You can use all that kind of shit. So great. Dibs it. Uh. One of those fucking games. Yeah. Oh. Um, it changed a lot, dude. Right when you, yeah, right beautiful. when you thought it was pretty mm-hmm. well set. You know, right when you, right when you, right when you figured, okay, well, this is what BR games are forever now. 
Mm-hmm. You, get, you get these little additions that don't sound like much until you're they're they're in play. You know, and you're like, oh shit, this is not. This is barely the same game. You know, it's the barely the same genre. You know, only by definition, but it doesn't feel the same in any other aspect, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it gets all those things right, and at the same time, it has this like kind of hero shooter element that I think is like the most balanced of any hero shooter. I find yes. like, yeah, some of the bigger guys have kind of wacky hitboxes still. Um, and don't yeah. have any additional health or stuff then, but you know they also have like shields and. Yeah, it doesn't bother me too bad. I've seen a lot yeah, of people pissing and moaning about hitboxes, and I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not fantastic at the game, anyways. But uh, you know they, they, they never bothered me too bad. The hitboxes never no. ruined the game for me necessarily. No. I've noticed it here and there, and it's a little frustrating. But it's generally well balanced enough that I don't. I, I'm not going to piss and moan too bad over some of that stuff that's just not quite perfect. You know. Mm-hmm. I think that's where uh, another big thing that makes it stand apart from PUBG. You know, you, you know, PUBG was you know purely, you know, everybody was same player. You, it was weapon based, but this, you know, you can have people that have different characters that, you know, better uh, suit their play style, and so you know you're going to make a better team experience out of it than say PUBG. Yeah, purely weapon based. You bring a little bit, if yeah. you'll forgive the. Uh give the example it brings a little bit of, of a little bit of overwatch into it or team comp is yeah. beneficial but not necessarily yes. necessary but it will mm, go a long way if you put a yes, team yeah. comp together <laughs> i mean it, it'll make the difference that's going to make the difference between a mediocre team and an excellent team is being able to put a mm-hmm. good team comp together but but it's not necessary you know that's really i mean if you exactly. guys all like playing specific people that don't necessarily go together then you'll still have a hell of a time playing it and everything oh, yeah. will still work fine you know mm-hmm. but it has that it has that this little extra yeah, thing that you can take you have that damage level. component that, right yeah that was talking about cool right yeah I, I think apex right now is like the most fun to play it would be my mm-hmm. recommendation if you knew to br just stick with that. Yeah, I have an itch for it quite a bit. And you'll get a good player base, too. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they've got yeah, three billion people on the servers. Yeah. Okay, and then the newest one of the like bigger name guys is Battlefield V's Firestorm. Um, have either of you guys played this one? I have not. Okay. Or have I. I've seen a lot about it, and it's, it's interesting to me. Uh, it's piqued okay. my interest in... Uh, in Battlefield, because I, I wasn't going to pick it up. I, st- I mean, I, I haven't picked it up, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but it, it has piqued my interest. I've seen a lot on it. Um, but I, I don't know yeah. quite yet. To me, to me, it feels quite a bit like PUBG, but like with perfect hit registration. Like of all these BR games, it's my favorite on that level. Like when I shoot at somebody and I think I'm going to hit him, I hit him. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's not some weird server right. or some issue of DSync or whatever. Like all of that runs super just buttery smooth, beautiful, feels great. Um, the inventory we'll put up with a lot terrible. of bullshit if that stuff's right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's, the uh, only thing that's not great is like when you kill somebody, instead of there being like a death box, all the loot just kind of confettis off of them. Oh, wow. And so like trying to loot shit quickly and figure out what type of ammo and stuff you need is terrible. That stuff all needs fixed. Mm. Um but I think the two things it has that are better than any of these other games is here registration. And then the circle closing mechanic is just this wall of fire and you hear it crackling. It changes kind of the lighting around you. 
That um, sounds because in it, you're on fire. Like it, it's it like a demolishes, truck. Yes, it demolishes every building as it's coming through. So if somebody's hiding in a building and the zone closes, it's now just re- destroyed, and they, you know, they're completely naked. Like it's like, oh shit, that's um, empty. Yeah, yeah, and so it's. I think it has like the coolest circle mechanic, and the the end of the game is just feels really dramatic and fun. Um, yeah, uh, based on most of the reviews I've seen, that seems to be a, a big hit. As far it keeps people from gas camp and shit like that. You know, you're not gonna yes. like on Apex. You can round this mountain and get into the circle and do some cheeky maneuvers. You know what I'm saying? Getting in the gas. Yes, uh, no, the zone, yeah, there's nothing to you, right? Right, and it, it from my understanding, that shit you're not you're not gonna get away with that stuff on on Firestorm. You know? Yeah, I like the sound of that. All right. Well, that's a, that's a wrap on the BR genre, the state of these BR games. They're so popular right now. Um, I thought, I thought now if, if Perry, the producer will take a note, I thought we could end um, as we tried to do on the first episode, Perry. By opening up the box, seeing what's inside. And Perry, if you're listening, I'm making eye contact. What I want to do is I want to read this, what's in the box. And um, I just want you to cut to music. We're going to fade out. All right? With me? Okay. So inside the box this week, I have a letter of resignation from Brooks Nickel, former co-host. Oh, (laughs) juicy. Who made it a whopping one episode before... uh, uh, let, let me let me just read this. Again. <laughs> try to, I'm going to try to make that stick. <laughs> can, can you hear the paper? <laughs> add a little depth to this. That's actual paper Ooh. that was in the box. Yeah. Retro. Yeah. I hope it distorted the mic and sounds just god awful. But we'll fix that in post, right, Perry? Thanks, brother. All right. So uh, it starts with to whom it may concern. Great, Brooks. I've only been your friend for, I don't know, 10 fucking years. You want to start with to whom it may concern? Wonderful. Real personal, right. dick. Mm-hmm. Real personal, Brooks. Great touch. What a All right. <laughs> <laughs> While my time at What's in the Box was marginally stimulating, I find it to be nothing more than nipple play compared to the 10-inch micro-penis stroking of the Caribbean. Yes, I've charted a boat and left the country. Have you seen the movie Boat Trip? Oh, God. I'm doing a boat trip thing. Oh, I'd like to think we'll see each other again from afar. Maybe Acapulco, maybe Cancun. You'll look up from your burrito and see me under a beach umbrella surrounded by heterosexual women. All think I'm gay. I'll tip my fedora to you. You'll raise your glass to me. Until then, Ricardo. P.S. This is Brooks. I'm changing my name to Ricardo. <laughs> Please excuse the salsa stains on this letter. I saw a man about a burrito. Oh, God. 